what so many people don't understand is in, in denominations, and sometimes during during this testimony, sometimes people will walk out before they get a chance to hear the word of God on it. But what you need to understand is once you get saved, you've got the Holy Ghost. He lives on the inside of you, and he anoints your life. Would you say amen? But there's a difference in just having the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost having you. Having everything about that. I had to be willing at that time to, to, to receive the Holy Spirit. I knew that Bible I had tucked in the side of, the, uh, of my bed, just down between the mattress and the wall of our trailer. And I'd, I'd, I'd circled Philip's revival so many places. And I had put question marks because my tradition had told me that that's where everything stopped. That you do not need any of that but you need to just be satisfied with being saved. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I can shout all the way to heaven because I've been born again. Would you say amen? There's so many wonderful people that serve God that, that my family, you told me the Sing Led Better family, they're not Pentecostal at all, but they would sing with anointing because they loved God with all their heart, soul, and mind. But, but why would you want to leave out anything that God has for you when it comes to the measure of the Holy Spirit? Would you say Amen. I want to look this today at Jude chapter 20. You can look at it with me. At Jude chapter 20. and I, our, Jude 20, I would say, not chapter 20. But ye, beloved, be building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, look at that with me real closely again. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy holy faith. You see, you've got to understand there's faith and then there's most holy faith. God has levels of faith for you and I, and we can, we can, we can stay at one place if we want to, or we can go on to what God has for us. Actually, I came in tonight with two messages because I'd invited so many people today, and I was hoping they would, they would come, and I had a, I had a, a salvation-type message for some of them. I don't see any of them here, so I'm going to just go bear down on the Pentecostals here today. I want to talk about most holy faith. Now, listen, people wonder sometimes, why do we speak in tongues, or why do we even pray in the Spirit when we don't understand what we're praying? I want to help you understand what the church needs to understand, the Pentecostal church needs to understand, Holy Ghost people is, the power there is in praying in the Holy Ghost. That there's a level that God raises you to, and I think you'll be interested to know, on your most holy faith, faith on another level. There is another level in God, as Sister D has talked to us about, in the realm of the Spirit. And so many times in the body of Christ, we want to stop uh, with salvation and settle for salvation when the word plainly declares that we are to leave the foundations of the faith and go on into other things with God. Look, look what it says right here. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1. Therefore, leaving the, the discussion of elementary principles of Christ, let us go on into perfection and not, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, for the doctrines of baptisms and laying on of hands and resurrection of the dead 
and eternal judgment. He's saying that we need to push on and go deeper into the things of God. Don't just be, don't settle with just being saved. Don't settle with just have, having, being baptized in water because there's actually in the Bible, there's three baptisms, but they leave that kind of thing out. And even the Old Testament time in Moses crossing the desert and crossing the Red Sea, you'll find three different kinds of baptisms and one of them is being baptized in the spirit of Almighty God. So God has so plainly said in the New Testament that we can't get locked down with denominations and traditions and just stop there with salvation. Now, salvation will get you to heaven. Uh, being baptized in the Holy Ghost has nothing to do with getting you to heaven. The blood of Jesus Christ gets you to heaven. Can you say amen? That's why we're not denominational. That's why we don't uh, raise up walls. I, I can be in a Baptist church. I preach in a lot of free will Baptist churches now. They, they kind of canned me for a while, but now they saw the success in our ministry and our church, and they've been asking me to come back in those churches and preach and even ask me to preach on the Holy Ghost because some of those pastors are secretly speaking in tongues and praying in the Spirit in their prayer closet and they're afraid to come out and they want God the Holy Ghost to take over their service. Come on, somebody, and baptize the whole church in the Holy Ghost. We're living in the dispensation of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Won't you give God a shout of praise right now? The baptism in the Holy Spirit is not about power, not all about power. It's not all about soul winning but it is a contagious life in the Spirit of God. It's a walk with God. Nine gifts to equip you. Nine gifts to sustain you and empower you. The word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the gift of faith and the gift of healing and miracles and, and discerning of spirits and understanding mysteries and miracles and power gifts. So many times we, like Peter, may be in the courtyard in our traditions of warming ourselves by the fire but not in the fire. Close to it and next to it, there's a river roaring right next to you, but you're afraid to jump in because you're afraid that you can't control it. You cannot control the Holy Ghost of God. He's got plans of your life. Maybe it's our raising that we that keeps us from our, our, our traditions that keep us from from going on into God and 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 our our teaching as a child, laying aside, laying again and again and again the foundations of the faith as a Baptist evangelist, I laid again the foundations of the faith. I would lay down salvation, water baptism. I would lay down uh, uh, the, the, the coming of the Lord. I would lay all those things down, and that's wonderful and that's good, but God is saying right here in, in the scripture himself that there's more. Don't just keep laying the same foundations, but go on into God and find some greater things in me, God says. I want you to notice he says, building up yourself on your most holy faith. By what means, listen to this, praying in the Holy Ghost. The ability, listen now, to bypass your natural mind into the supernatural. You see, this was prophesied in Isaiah 28. With stammering licks and other tongues, I will speak to the people to whom he said, this is a rest wherein you may cause you, why wouldn't you want more rest? It's a rest wherein to cause the weary to rest and is a refreshing, yet they said, we will not hear of it. That is the tradition that I was raised in. We will not hear of it. We say it like this, blood is thicker than water, but I can tell you this, tradition is thicker than blood. 
I found that out when I come back and announced to my, my Baptist family that I'd received a wonderful gift. And I thought they'd be all excited about it, but they was just the opposite. Uh, they, they held to their traditions. Traditions uh, uh, deafens the ear, if you will, uh, to the Spirit of God. And all you can hear is the principles and the foundations and the doctrines and the church treaties. I've, I've heard uh, traditions speak like this. Here's how they said it. Well, I, I see it in the Bible. I can see it there, but I know what I believe. Well, what is wrong with that? I, I can see it in the Bible, Mike. I can see it there. But, but, and then they try to take the gifts of the Spirit and make them, make them uh, the gift of tongues. And that, that's not it. There is When you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you will pray in the Spirit of God. It will be a language you did not learn and you did not understand. And nobody spoke in your ear that, that language. It comes from heaven. Praise His holy name. Laying aside the most powerful gift, the wonderful, glorious baptism in the Holy Ghost and the Nine gifts of the Spirit in action. You can go into all kinds of traditional churches and you'll not find the nine gifts in action. They are not in action unless you have the baptismal measure of the Holy Ghost. That's called the most holy faith. The gift that Paul so emphasized, he said, listen, I do this more than you all. Can you imagine that? Asking the apostle Paul in a traditional church to stand up and lead in prayer and he stands and starts talking in, in English and, or, or whatever he spoke in and and all of a sudden breaks out in another tongue and begins to sing in the spirit and pray in the spirit and they would take him by head and toe and they would throw him out of the church in tradition today because they're afraid of what God says is real. I speak in tongues more than you all, he said. An ability for the spirit of God to pray the mind of God through you. It's called the prayer without understanding. A prayer that you do not understand. I'm going to explain that to you. There's a story about a, a, a tour that goes in the Mojave Desert. I don't know if they still do it or not, but it's a story that I, I've, I've used so many times. They would take a bunch of people now in Jeeps and they go in, into the Mojave Desert and they would come to this one well in the middle of nowhere. And they would say that this well right here, so many people have died around this well and not very far from this well because the well had a bottle of water on the top of it and the bottle of water was for to, to pour down the well, that, that hand crank well, pull it down the well to, to, to moisten the tongue, if you will, of the well that it would prime itself and pull up the water that's down beneath. But so many people in skeletons around that well is because they would, they would, not, they would not do what it was they were supposed to do. They would drink the water that was in the bottle and they wouldn't get very far and they would die. And, and beneath them was so much life-giving water. And that's what tradition does to us. It keeps us from the life-giving water. You, you Don't be satisfied with just a little bit of water when you can have waters to swim in. Give God a shout of praise right now there's so much beneath the surface Jesus said you can't know him the Holy Ghost with that with your natural mind he said in the book of John chapter 16 and verse 12 he said I have yet many things to say unto you He's talking to his disciples before Pentecost but you cannot bear them now how be it when he the Holy the spirit of truth has come he will guide you in all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he shall shew you things to come. He will glorify me, and he shall receive of mine and shew it unto you. He was saying, listen, you, you, 
there's so many things. I'm talking to you right now, he says, but there's so many things I can't say to you because right now, without the Spirit of God in baptismal measure, you'll not be able to understand that. That's why your traditional friends can't quite understand how you, why you are like you are, why you pray in the Spirit, why you rejoice like you rejoice, why you stand to worship God. They may not understand that. It's not talking about your salvation. Jesus wasn't talking about their salvation. I can't tell you things right now that I can tell you later. Uh, many live a great, powerful life, but never push on to know the measure that Jesus Christ has for you and the things that he has to speak into your life once you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. He's saying you can't know me like you could know me by pushing on into the deeper things of the Spirit of God. Now, I want you to look with me to 1 Corinthians. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I told Pastor today, this is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, look at verse 1. And I want you to notice this right here. We're talking about man's wisdom. And brethren, I, when I came unto you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit of God and power, that the faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How be it, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not wisdom of this world, nor the princes of the world to come." It was talking about there's something deeper than the wisdom of men, than men standing behind pulpits and talking to you out of their, of their wisdom. Uh, it, it's not, you, you need to understand, there's so many great gifts of the Spirit of God that he has for us that takes us beyond what I can know and what I can tell you. The Spirit of God is miraculous and there's mysteries and there's hidden things that God has for you and me. My son and I were deer hunters and, and we were on a place that we had, a, a lease that we had and we were out there looking for the deer and, 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 and you know how it is, Pastor. I, I, I walked past a tree stand I'd worked a long time on and my son said, that's a good one. I'll take that one right there. Well, I, at that time, I didn't have another deer stands, but I had a bucket. So I went out there and sat among some trees in a bucket until about 10 o'clock. It was old dark 30 when we got out there. When we got down there to that place, we, uh, I sat down and I just waited and didn't see any deer. So I went down to pick up my son. I went by that tree stand and when I got close to him, he said, Dad, down. I, he, down. And I thought, what? I mean, I'm a Vietnam veteran. You don't have to tell me to get down twice. <laughs> so I jumped down in, in, the, in the ditch at that time and I called to my son. He said, Dad, I know what that means. Big bucks, deer coming everywhere. They're coming toward us. I thought, praise God. We got so excited. My son had a pair of glasses. You know, they cost about five, $700. And, and he had his glasses and he'd taken them off because he didn't use them with his scope. And he'd taken them off and laid them in the leaves that was the color of those glasses. So we got all excited. We got our deer. We, got, we tagged out. We loaded up the truck. And my son said, oh, Dad, I, I, I lost my glasses. I laid them in the leaves. We went up there and we tried our best to find those glasses. We couldn't find them. And I began, I, 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 I said, well, son, let me go home and I've got a magnet uh, on a stick and, and we'll, we'll go and we'll find it. If it's got a screw in it, I'll find those, those glasses. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's spiritual, so just shout amen. 
So I went and, and, and I got, I, I was headed for my stick. And, and all of a sudden, I, I felt the urge to pray in the Holy Ghost. So I just began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, the interpretation come from what I was saying to God. There come an interpretation and said, you, they're not lost. You just don't know where they are. I thought, praise God. I turned that truck around. I went down there where we looked all over the place on our hands and knees and couldn't find anything. And I walked right straight to those glasses. I picked them up and I said, thank you, Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Because there's a supernatural, supernatural transaction that happens. You see, somebody says, well, that's crazy. Well, let me alone and let me be crazy. Because I have found a relationship with them, with God. And, and let me tell you what it is. It's prayer on another level. It's a prayer that will take you from one level to another level. Now stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Faith on another level. The most holy faith. We've got that back there on a the book. I've got one side called most holy faith. And she's got the other side that talks about holy desperation. That's what our pastor says. Well, what, you, what happened to you is you got into holy desperation. I would to God the entire church would get into holy desperation. Listen to this. I, 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 I just, can I say, when the question is asked about the Holy Ghost in the church, Pentecostal churches across America, this is why I preach this message. How many pray every day in the Holy Spirit? Half of the crowd will raise their hands that they pray every day in the, in the Holy Spirit. In other words, in tongues. But I realize when that happens in the church, we're not praying like the early church prayed. And we're not praying uh, like the Apostle Paul prayed and who turned their world upside down. Prayer that shook buildings and brought dead back to life. And what we have done is we have drawn lines of how far we will go and how far God can go and how much of the Holy Ghost we can have. One morning at 4 a.m. in the morning, I looked at the clock and I thought, I, when God woke me up and I know when he wakes me up because I wake up wide awake. I mean, because it takes me, listen, my heart don't start beating till 10. I mean, I, I get up a lot of times early, but I, I can get up at 7 o'clock, but my heart don't, I mean, it takes me a while. But when God the Holy Ghost wakes me up, I know it. He woke me up just, and he said, what did you watch tonight? I thought, you know, he may speak to you in poetic rhymes, but he gets right down to the nitty-gritty with me. He said, what did you watch tonight? I said, oh, I watched how man only used uh, uh, one-tenth of their brain. I watched a documentary. He said, how much of the Holy Ghost you think my church has used today. How much, how deep do you think my, that they have gone in my Holy Spirit? You see, that's what God wants us to understand. Church, there is so much. I would ask you to raise your hand, but I won't do that tonight. I just wonder how many in the, in the house has been baptized in the Holy Ghost and you just sit down and say, thank God I've got my Hyundai Shundais. I speak in my little tongue and I'm a Pentecostal. Ha, yeah, I am. But you have gone no further than just being baptized in the Holy Ghost. But God wants you to understand that there's a prayer language that can bring miracles into your life. How much more of the Holy Ghost? 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. Look at it with me. For what, what knoweth man? What man knoweth the things of man? Save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God. 
that we might know the things which are freely given to us of God, which things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual things to spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. For him, and, and, but the, here's what I want you to get. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. There are some things you're never going to get until you have a life of prayer in the Holy Ghost. Jensen Franklin, I know him. Uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, back in the day when he was really plowing the corn, I knew him. And both those men told me, I said, what is your prayer life? They, they didn't say anything but this. My prayer life is 90% praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because he's the one that knows everything, and we get past our wisdom when you say amen. So many times... Raised in a traditional, wonderful, free will Baptist church and their wonderful churches, slipping in, 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 uh, 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 into the prayer meeting. The men would come and they would, the men would pray in the side room and the women would go downstairs and they would pray. And many times they would come up and you could feel God come up with them. I thank God for prayer in the natural. But I'm going to tell you something, Pastor. I could pray every one of those old boys' prayers. I, mean, I knew exactly where they go. I knew one God... God, you're good. You're a good God, and I love you, God, and you're welcome here today. And I, 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 little boy, I'd be sitting in the corner. You're a good God. You're welcome here today. I could mimic every word, and I still remember the words that those men pray. But they never uttered one, uttered one word out of their spirit. They were praying out of their mind. Can you shout amen? That's good. And sometimes we need to pray out of our mind and speak the things and stand on the word of God that I talked about just a moment ago. But sometimes, listen, they were praying out of their understanding, and they were not praying. At, they were praying out of the wisdom of God and not out of the spirit of Almighty God. But what needs to happen is we need to step into deeper water and allow the Spirit uh, uh, to pray the, the wisdom and the answers and the mysteries. 1 Corinthians 14 and 2, look at it with me. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. No man understandeth him, howbeit the Spirit speaketh mysteries. Wisdom, mysteries are revealed by praying in the Spirit of God. Things you don't know how to pray for. God, the Holy Spirit, knows exactly what you need. And he superimposes himself upon our spirit and we begin to pray. So when we're baptized on the Holy Ghost, there's a release in your spirit. And that spirit immediately becomes active. And the first thing that happens is the spirit man begins to talk on the inside of you. The language of the Holy Ghost given from heaven, a supernatural uh, 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 word, supernatural language of tongues. It's the Holy Ghost creating every word in your mouth. It's a supernatural exchange and a supernatural imposing upon your, the spirit man as we release it by faith and speak that language that God gives our 
armed. The Holy Spirit is armed. That language is armed with perfect wisdom and perfect knowledge, the wisdom of God for you that God gave you from heaven and, and sent down that knew all about you. And by the way, when you're praying the Spirit of God, I believe that God spoke over every life at creation. I believe he spoke what Mike Leitner would be. And the Holy Ghost gets a hold of the, the Holy Ghost searches the heart and moves out everything that's contrary to God's plan in your life and prays the mind of God concerning you into existence. Why don't you shout right now? God designed this, you to be in uh, uh, natural law, to be in subjection to supernatural law, the wisdom of God. God designed natural law to be subordinate, if you will, uh, uh, to sup uh, supernatural spirit of God, God's mind over man's wisdom. I believe in the scriptures, according to the scriptures, among men, there's never been a language that can explain everything God has for my life. I can't form the words that God has for my life. I don't have the, I don't believe there's been a vocabulary uh, 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 deep enough to say the things over your life and express the hidden mysteries and wisdom and secret things that God has over everybody and everything I am in God because the Bible says, I have not seen it, ear hath not heard it, neither had it entered the heart of man what God has prepared for them that loved him. But the Spirit of God, the Bible said, is the one that brings that thing to pass. It's not the wisdom of God. It's not how pretty you pray in the natural. It's how the Holy Spirit gets a hold of your life and brings the will of God into your life. Won't you give God a shout of praise right there? Well, why tongues? Why did it have to be tongues? Why the prayer in the Spirit? Why pray in a language we don't even understand? Why? So you don't mess it up? The late, great John Osteen, the pastor of the Oasis Church, said, I pastored 19 years in a nominal church and never spoke one word out of my spirit to God in my prayer. It came out of my mind. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. But it is written, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither in the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us, listen, by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Romans 8 and 27 says, Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered or understand a lack of vocabulary, if you would say it right there. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. And because he maketh intercession for the saints according, listen to this, to the will of God. Sometimes we pray everything but the will of God. We pray what we think we know, what we think we need. We pray what the situation needs. But sometimes you just need to stand back and just pray in the Holy Ghost and let God the Holy Ghost. How many times have I had people in my church come and say, how do I pray for my homosexual son? How do I pray for my lesbian daughter? How do I pray? I don't know words to say. I say, get in your prayer closet, stand on the Word of God, and begin to pray in the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God knows exactly what to do and what to say. Would you shout amen? Amen. 
And uh, listen, we're praying. We're praying pastors that'll get a hold of them. We're praying Christian uh, love that will love them on the job, that will take them under the wing when you can't get to that child and begin to show them the love of God. How many times have I seen the power of God through the prayer of the Spirit? We have prayer meetings all the time at the church, and I know you have them here. And we, we fill a tabernacle. It's a gymnasium turned into auditorium right now. Tabernacle's temporary. We're going to build a new auditorium here just one of these days pretty soon. But the thing of it is, but we, we stress it so much for people to come in and people to begin to pray. And sometimes people are, are humped up in a little ball and they don't know what to pray. And, and listen, I, 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 I go so far with that because I'm a child of God. I don't have to beg God for anything. Everything in that book belongs to me. My boy walks into my home. He, he, he house sits while we're gone. He walks into my home. He don't ask me what's in the refrigerator, Dad. He opens that door and says, yes, sir, that's mine because it belongs to my daddy. God, I don't believe in just crawling up a little ball and feeling sorry for yourself and praying to having 45 people uh, uh, feeling sorry for you. I believe in standing up and begin to pray in the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God knows everything and knows how to take care of everything. Can somebody shout with me right there? Most holy faith is the prayer of faith. Released upon the word of God that we have no comprehension of and no understanding of. But I know when I pray in the spirit, the spirit itself with his understanding, with full understanding and full comprehension of God the Father prays for me and heaven has moved on my behalf. Because most holy, or just regular faith, that what we know about regular faith is it, it's what we can stand on. We, we can understand, we can comprehend, and we can, act, we can know. But most holy faith is faith on another level that brings us into the realm of God Almighty. It's the purest form of faith, untainted, unhindered, uninterrupted by the mind of man and cannot be hindered by your fear and hindered by your doubt and hindered by your... Un Come on, somebody. Hind it, the most holy faith is... is is not hindered. You can't be hindered in your mind because you can't interpret it yourself. It comes from God Almighty. That's one thing that you will not interpret when God begins to pray through you. God the Holy Spirit, as you pray in the Spirit and pray in tongues, all doubt is gone. All unbelief is gone and all fear should be gone. The saints all that say every morning in prayer said all that is to say is Every morning in prayer, life-changing prayer, the ability to pray, answers to prayer. It's the prayer of mystery and hidden things. And when, you, when your back is up against the wall and life is, 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 is precious and you're afraid and you're frozen with fear and somebody's in trouble, you don't know what to pray. I, said, I mentioned that a moment ago, or, or, uh, yesterday I think it was, of how that, that there was a time in my life I didn't know what to pray. I was frozen in fear. You know what? I had a... Pastor, I had a, 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 a heavy Chevy. I had a 350 hot rod motor in a fleet side bright red fire engine red truck. And my daughter wanted to borrow my truck. Now you touch that pedal and that thing just do circles. It just burned the tires right off. And I said, darling, be careful. Don't you hit that pedal too hard. She said, oh, dad, don't worry about it. Yeah, I know she's redheaded and freckled face. I mean, she would, she's hot. So my son had just got married, his new, new bride. She was just a young thing. And so Desiree and, and, and my new 
daughter-in-law was going to go to Dylan's, it's a Kroger, and go get some, some food for that evening after service on Sunday night. She had my truck. When they got in there, got their stuff, got back out in that truck, and Desiree said, watch this. And she hit that pedal and ran right up a light pole. My brand-new daughter-in-law went through the windshield. It cut her beautiful little face to pieces. My son called us so frantic and said, Mom and Dad, here's what happened. You got, you, you got to get here. We're, we're headed for the hospital. Told us what hospital. My wife had a hot rod Pontiac at the time, a turbo, and, and we got in that thing, and, and the tires barely hit the ground all the way down there. And all the way down there, I listen, man of God, man of faith, pastored for so many years, I couldn't think of my name. I couldn't think of what to say, but all of a sudden the Spirit of God began to pray through me. Would you shout amen? And God, the Holy Ghost, began to take over. All of a sudden I felt confident that God was in charge of this thing. We busted through those emergency doors and, and they come meeting us and blood, I could see the blood where they had brought her in and I, and, 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 and I wanted to fear, but I kept praying in the Spirit and my wife was praying in the Spirit. Matter of fact, every now and then I'd look over and say, I agree Agree with what? Something you don't understand? Listen, I can agree in natural language, and I can agree when you pray in the Spirit. Come on, somebody, because God the Holy Ghost is saying real words, the very words of God, vocabulary that the world knows nothing about. When I got in there, they had an intern that had a needle and, and a thread. He said, I'm going to sew her up. I said, you're not going to touch my baby. You're not going to touch her. He said, what do you mean? I said, I don't want a plastic surgeon. He said, sir, this is, it's midnight. There is no plastic surgeons. I said, I'll call for one and he's coming. He said, what do you mean you call for one? About the time this old doctor comes busting through the door with his pager, he said, who in the world paged me? I said, God, the Holy Ghost. He put my baby's face together, and you can't tell that she has ever been in a car wreck. Why? Because there's power in praying in the Holy Ghost. He knows exactly how and what to do. He's God the Holy Ghost all by himself. Coming back from Alabama, being with my, my good friend, Pastor John Kilpatrick, in, in, a, in a great crusade, and we were coming back with our RV. And he was brand new at the time in 2007 model. We was coming back. All of a sudden, the axle broke on that trailer. And, and the, the, the carriers that hold the axle slid and, and, and it began to tear things up and it broke the propane lines and propane shooting everywhere. It was 110 in Kansas on a hot highway and I pulled over to the side, dropped that trailer and, and, and I was trying to drop the trailer so I could, I, I could shut off everything and get away from that thing. And I, I run D up... I, the, the, the Marine Corps drill instructor in me, I ran her up that, that side of that hill. I said, get up there! Because I thought she, you were going to be run over with people coming crazy. And she ran up there and she's sitting up there and all of a sudden looked over and she started to slump over. I went over to her and I, and I said, baby. And, I, and her, her, her color was gone and she was limp. And she had had a, a, a heat stroke when she was a teenager. And she's, she can't sweat. And she was She was dying. I picked her up, and her, her arms began to go into cramps, and she began to curl up in a ball. And I picked her up, and I, I got her in the truck, and I, I went over to a truck stop, and I went in and tried to find things. They didn't have anything, and, and we, I called 911. I, you know, I, I thank God for first responders, but this one is not going to make heaven. Oh, come on, Mom and Dad. You know what I'm talking about. I pray she does, but 
I said, listen, my wife is having a stroke, a heat stroke, and, 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 and she's curling up on me. And she said, what, what's your name? I said, my, my name is Mike Leitner. I said, uh, what's your phone number? I said, hey, I gave him my phone number. Hey, you know, everything but my blood type. I said, my, my wife is dying here. I need some help. She couldn't help me. All of a sudden, I began to pray in the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost began to speak to me, and I took her feet. I put them up on top of the dash. I didn't have any water, but I had some, uh, uh, some kind of uh, uh, Gatorade, and I poured Gatorade all over her and began to rub that into her, and, and, and about the time I, I was doing that, that woman said, listen, put her feet up. And, and put some kind of moisture on her and begin to tell me things to do. I said, too late. The Holy Ghost has already told me exactly what to do. And God spared my wife that day because of prayer in the Holy Ghost. Do you believe that, church? I'm telling you tonight that there's more than just that, just that we pray in tongues and that, it, that it's a gift of tongues. It's the greatest gift that God gives. When God baptizes you in the Holy Ghost, it loses your spirit and God begins to superimpose his spirit upon your spirit and you begin to pray the perfect will of God and, and unearthing mysteries and things we don't know what to ask for and things we don't, need, don't even know how to pray for. And let me close with this one thing. I've had the opportunity to meet and have dinner with and even have time with the great, late R.W. Schambach. R.W. Schambach, in the middle of his message in New Jersey, was preaching. One of the greatest stories I've ever heard. There was a little mother, a little African-American mother that come walking down the aisle in the middle of his message, he said, I was preaching over R.W., he's, he's funny. He said, I was preaching my masterpiece. And she come down and interrupted my message. She stuck her little finger in the air and said, excuse me. And you know, R.W. said, what you want, mama? He said, my boy is gonna die tonight in the electric chair at 10 o'clock. R.W. said it was 9.30. He'd already been convicted by a jury. He was going to fry. He I didn't know what to do, didn't know what to say. And that little mother looking at me as the man of God. And I, I said at, at, at 9.30, I said, I want everybody to begin to pray in the Spirit of God. When your pastor asks you to pray in the Spirit of God, you better pray in the Spirit of God because something's about to happen. Come on now. Somebody said, well, you know, you're supposed to keep silent. No, that's talking about the gift of the Spirit. If you give a big message in tongues, you better be ready to interpret that thing or keep it shut. That's what the Bible's talking about. Or we look like a bunch of fools. But when God the Holy Ghost, come on, somebody. Mama Parsley used to tell me this, that, that when, when, when we, to pray in the Spirit of God, when things were tough, it was like flipping a light on because you can feel the, the power of God come in. And, and he said, I want everybody to pray in the Spirit. And, and they stood and they began to pray in the Spirit. And they prayed for 10 minutes in the Spirit till 940. He said, I looked. God gave me a word. Come up out of my spirit. said, Mama, go home. Your boy is not going to die in the electric chair tonight. He said, immediately I thought, what did you say, R.W.? You got to come back here tomorrow night. He said, but I, I knew it in my spirit. He said, I went, I went to the motel that night, got up in the morning, and I went next door to the diner. I put a quarter in the newspaper rack to get me a, a paper in New Jersey. And on the front line, it says, 
death sentence stayed. He said, man, he had my attention. So I took that paper, I laid it out in that dining in that di- little diner. I laid it out there and I began to read. It said that at 940, at 940, that the, the district attorney, Hogan, got a message and got a phone call. And in that pro- in, when he told that mama to go home, your son's not gonna die tonight, he also said, God's gonna reveal the man that did it. And, and so at 940, how, how long did they pray in the spirit? They prayed in the spirit from nine o'clock to 940. At 9.40, the district attorney got a call and said, you're burning the wrong man. He said, what do you mean I'm burning the wrong man? He's already been convicted. He said, no, you're burning the wrong man. He said, how do I know that you're, you're the man? He said, because you found the knife here. You found the body laying here and described the, the murder scene to a T. He said, nobody could know that. And he said, I, I'm coming down. I'm going to turn myself in. And when he came down to turn himself in, the district attorney said, why am the world did you do that why did you turn yourself in he said I don't know but at 940 something got a hold of me hallelujah to the lamb of God What's it talking about? That's talking about the prayer and the spirit. And R.W. would tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, you need to pray in the power of the Holy Ghost. You need to lift your voices in the house of God and pray in the spirit of God. When the man of God's praying and preaching, you ought to be praying in the spirit under your voice. Come on, under your, and begin to talk to God and pray. In the, when this little girl laid here on the floor, she laid in the floor crying out to God for her husband. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what's going to happen to her husband, but God's going to get his attention. Would you shout amen? It doesn't go unheard. Come on. God knew exactly what to pray. I've been expecting miracles all day long. I expected things to happen. You know why? Because when they pray in the spirit, great things begin to happen. I said, listen, we need to pray in the power of the Holy Ghost. There's only one way into this most holy faith. A holy desperation to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire and allow God to pray through you. It takes faith to pray with natural words. It also takes faith to pray to let the Holy Spirit pray through you. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 31, and when they had all prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. Come on up here, my brother on the piano, if you would, guys, would you come? Was shaken, the place was shaken where they prayed, assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. I look at the church today, and I, I look at the church becoming so powerless today because they're, some are ashamed or afraid that God the Holy Spirit may show up and do something. But how many is hungry for the power of the Holy Spirit? Not only your church, but how many is hungry for the, the Holy Spirit in your life? Driving down the road. Come on, somebody. And the same thing that took place for some of you may, some of you today in this place, you, you may have situations in your life right now that you do not know. I could ask you to raise your hand. Probably everyone would raise your hand because you don't know how or what to pray for. You prayed the same thing time and time again. But I promise you, the power of the Spirit of God can, can come through you as you release it by faith, and it will take you from faith to most holy faith, and that most holy 
holy faith is depending upon a spirit, the, the, the spirit of God, God the Holy Spirit, to come on your behalf. Jesus in heaven stands. He's our lawyer. He stands when we pray, and he stands before the Father, between us and the Father, and he gives the Father our request. But God the Holy Ghost stands before God the Son and God, God the Father and stands up, and he gives us the word that we need. The Father right now has sent the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, come on, somebody. And it's the Spirit of Jesus Christ and that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead can touch you in every area of your life. Why don't you stand to your feet right now? Come on, church. Stand to your feet right now and lift your hands across this auditorium and just lift your voices before God and begin to pray in the Spirit of God right now. Come on, church. Pray with me in the Spirit of God right now. Just lift your voices right now. Go ahead, kids. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, just come on down this, these aisles and stand right here before this, this, this stage right here, and brothers and sisters will join around you. If you've not yet been baptized in the Holy Ghost, but you're hungry right now, just come on down. Ain't nobody forcing anybody, nobody shoving anybody. Just come down to the Lord and just stand and let God baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire right now in the name of Jesus. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Loose the gift of God on the inside of you. Pray in the Holy Ghost. God's going to lose some stuff tonight in this house. He may lose somebody. Come on, somebody. Pray with me. Thank you, Lord.